Today's show is going to be an interesting one. I'm very lucky to have the Atlanta Hawks and Philadelphia 76ers team captains with me today. So a lot of us have heard about this captains program. We may have some questions and we're going to get some answers right from the source here about this brand new program. So without further ado, I'm going to bring in Eric of the Hawks and Matt, a.k.a. King Paulus of the Sixers. Hello, Eric, and hello, Matt. Hello. Hey, Dandy. How are you? I'm great. How are you guys doing? Doing great. Doing great. Cool. Well. All right. So I think my first question, give me if you guys can give me the short version, One, each one can take a turn here. But Eric, we'll start with you. I just want to quickly get an idea of when you started on Top Shot. Um, just give me your the story of how you got started here. All right. Cool. So... I started about a year and a half ago. I don't know. I think February was the gold rush time of 2021 when everyone jumped aboard. So um, I just stumbled across it just online at home and um, saw everyone else was jumping on it. So I kind of went all in and really just fell in love with it from the beginning. Um, did it with me and uh, a buddy of mine in California. And we um, really just spent like, every day in the beginning, just talking and figuring out ways to really, uh, you know, take the platform uh, as far as we could back then. Um, and then just from there, like my level of being uh, a fan of the NBA really went up probably a hundred times more than I enjoyed it before, just because of the new experience that I was having. So I always tell my friends that I probably had the NBA as number three on my or uh, sport list, and it's probably close to being number one now, which is really cool because uh, I was never that way in the past. But um, you know, I'm a newish uh, fan of the Hawks um, for the past couple of years, and I want to thank and uh, um, uh, give credit to Trey Young for that, only because when he became uh, a Hawk, I was just you know probably. Uh, enthralled with how amazing he is on the court so uh, I literally just watched him every game I could and just became a huge Hawks fan and so that's how I stumbled into the Hawks discord and just became became uh, uh, involved in that community and just started talking to a lot of different people and that brought me to obviously the uh, team captain um, role that you know I was uh, lucky enough and honored to um, uh, be picked for. So, and that's what brought me here. Great. And I got to ask what, where did you move to Atlanta from? So funny enough, I'm not living in Atlanta. So I live oh. in New Jersey. Um, so I grew up in new England. So, uh, you know, I'm, uh, also a Celtics fan. So I know, uh, we're friends because of that. And, uh, but you know, uh, not from Atlanta. Um, and you know, the cool thing about, you know, top shot in general is that it's worldwide, right? So, you know, you're in Portugal, I'm in you know, New Jersey, but we can all be fans of teams that are thousands of miles away. Um, and the cool thing is now you can join a community and, you know, uh, meet people in real life that, you know, are diehard Hawks fans and 
you know, grew up in Atlanta and, and you know, were there during the, the heydays and the good and time, good and bad times. So uh, it's kind of cool. And I'll be doing, you know, a lot of events in Atlanta. So it, it's easy for me to, to get there um, and, and participate in some cool things. Cool. All right. So we'll switch it over now down there to Philadelphia. Matt, I take it. Are you, are you in Philadelphia? I'm in, in South Philadelphia. Okay. Um, so. so tell me, tell me about how, when you got started on NBA Top Shot. When I got started, February 2021, Top Shot got onto my radar in November, December, the year before. Um, I was actually working on building a platform with a friend of mine called Bandwagon Sports. And it was the idea of rewarding sports fans with points that you could get onto ranking boards to see I rem- who the I best remember fan this, is. I, I remember this Twitter thread. <laughs> right. So, that yeah. So, base broke that out on a Twitter thread. But that is how I came across bandwagon sport or that's how i came across top shot and at first when i saw it i was like video clips don't get it whatever um and i'd been invested in in crypto been following the crypto markets for quite like a few years so it wasn't like i was completely out of it but definitely not an early adopter as some of the the folks that we have seen and just didn't understand it looking at and saying what 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 is the value of this so i signed up in february when everybody started going and didn't start buying until probably May um, towards like when the, the deep into the playoffs, because I was looking at some of the values of this. And I was like, I, wh- what? I don't, I don't get this. So the, the first moment and only moment I bought was a um, 40K um, Colin Sexton moment for like $25. And I was like, I just felt weird about it. I didn't, I just kind of sat there and I was just like, <laughs> all right, I'm just going to let this one ride. And then I just, continue to follow, 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 learn, learn, learn. And then the market started to come down and into May and June and July. And I just started, that's when I started buying everything. Um, and then finally we get into like August and I got my, my MCW at like $700. And I was just, I remember sitting in my in-laws house being like, I don't think we're ever going to see this price again. And I just can't believe how low it got. And I just like sold off all the stuff that I had. And I was like, I just can't believe the six or seven. I just remember how cool that felt when I finally got that. And then the season started again and the market exploded and then obviously we're going up and down and up and down. Um, but yeah, I just thought, you know, after a while, you just, like, you just, once you're in it, once you get it, it changes everything. Um, and obviously we've all had our, our ups and downs with it, whatever your personal feelings are, but it's the NBA and I love the NBA. I've just, you know, I, I think one of the, for me, I've been in a, diehard Sixers fan, diehard basketball fan for as long as I can remember. My dad is as big of a Sixers fan as you'll ever find. So I think that's really cool. You hear a lot of people within the Sixers community. I know we hear a lot about this. Like, I do this with my kid. How can I get my, my child involved? And I just, I, I always really resonate with that because it's just the only thing my dad and I talk about still to this day. It's, you know, like we start been going to games since 1993 together. Um, and still to this day, like most of the games I go to are, are with him. So I just, you know, I, I see it, I feel it. Um, I see a lot of like the people in our community or, or bring up their, like the fact that they, their daughters are involved, their, their sons and, you know, they're, they're eight, they're 15, whatever it may be. And I just think there's just so much potential of where this can go, but also just the feeling of being more involved with the NBA, I think is really cool. Yeah. I touch I upon. Say, go ahead, Eric. Oh, now, I was going to touch upon with something Matt said that is like uh, really resonates with me. So because I have two kids, a uh, daughter that's 14 and a son that's 12. So 
both of them are big time into basketball. Um, I coach a lot of their teams. Um, and just in the past year, you know, we've taken them to a couple of basketball games. We went to a Washington Wizards game versus Memphis um, back in December. And that was really cool because, you know, we had good seats. We saw Ja. You know, nobody thought back then they were going to be so explosive, you know, later in the year. But um, everyone knew he was a superstar. Um, but the really cool moment was at the end of the game, we were with some friends and uh, the son uh, took my son down to the tunnel where the Wizards come off. And he had been to a million Wizard games, so he knew the spot. So uh, he actually got um, Danny Gafford to throw his sweatshirt to my son and he kept it. And like that moment is priceless. And that like <clears throat> is a big part of, I think what we're trying to do as team captains is to bring like the sport so super close to the community, which you could never really do before. I mean, having my son do that once in his lifetime is, is probably going to be it, but we're going to be able to bring hundreds of those experiences to so many people on the platform, which is so super exciting to me. And that's what I, you know, we'll talk about later about, you know, re in real life events. I mean, but we can go right there for a second because I think that some people might um, might agree with everything that you're both saying about the NBA, how much you love the NBA and how it, you know, it brings you closer with your family. But then you might have a naysayer say, but what is what does a team discord have to do with that? Like, can I can't I enjoy the NBA? Just enjoy the NBA? Like, why would I need to be in a team discord for some of those experiences? And what would you say to that? We're going past the Discord at this point, right? I think this this captain's program is the next level up. I, I would say that Discord was very much an in-between step of how do we start to build the foundation of a community? I, I mean, I'll speak for my myself here. I know that Discord is one of the main reasons that my, a lot of my friends are like, what? I've never heard of discord before <laughs> and it's a not the reason that they don't want to jump in but it is one of the main reasons that they're like i i didn't know about this i didn't hear about this announcement and blah 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 like all these different things and i i would say that if you're you to answer the question directly you're right it has nothing to do with it the discord was yesterday's and we're trying to now build that out and i know eric's will jump into the real life things i just in my opinion, the idea of being able to show up at a sporting event and sit with your friends or people that you know and have a conversation, these are all, to me, these are all people with Discord names that I've never seen their faces. And when we go and for the first time and get into a bar or get into a game, we're going to be able to talk for five straight hours and not miss a beat. And that's just what sports do. Sports bring people together. So we now have budgets to go beyond the Discord. So the, the response to that is Discord was yesterday's solution and then this captain program is tomorrow's solution so um i think yeah that's just my opinion on on that yeah i agree with that i mean discord i look at it like it was the 1.0 platform um and a lot of times i don't even get my friends or people i talk to involved right away with that you know i i always think about like you know i was at a hawk celtics game you know this year also down in atlanta and the first thing I like to do is when you sit down, you you talk to the people next to you, right? And, you know, you get engaged. And I remember the guy next to me, 
was from Ireland and he flew in like that week from Dublin to hang out with his buddy from Atlanta and watch a first basketball game. And then of course, you know, I always test the waters and I say, you know, ever heard of the NBA top shot? And they're like, what? No, I never heard of that. And then you tell, you know, you show them on the phone and like, Oh, that's cool. But I think that's like one of the most fun challenges uh, for us team captains is to like, you know, talk about that more, convert people more. You know, we all know that like, uh, top shot is in beta and the marketing hasn't really started yet but I think um, that is going to change like when all of us start to do all these community events and then you see more on Twitter and you see more content and doing more shows like with you uh, is really going to help you know move the needle we hope um, with with all the stuff that we got coming sure and and Matt you you mentioned also before the show and and along these same lines about this idea of the power of bringing a lot of people together to find, I, I had a similar conversation actually with mint juice, um, which was just this power of bringing a community together with like a, an identity, a brand, just like a brotherhood. It's, it's similar to what we see in European football. And this was something you mentioned before the show. Is there anything else along those lines that you could let us know that you have already begun thinking about things that you want to integrate? And Eric, you might have an answer to that as well. But I know since Matt, you, you mentioned that initially, I'm curious, like what ideas you have and when you get inspired by the kind of clubs that exist, like here in Portugal, a friends of mine are part of these different clubs, like the Benfica, they have like their membership card. Tell me, tell me where your mind goes when you start thinking about how you could you know, thread the needle of NBA top shot and fandom of an NBA team and, and that kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, think at the highest level, right? People associate their fandom the same way that they associate their religion or their race or their gender. It is part of your identity. And I, I know you're a Celtics fan. It's, I mean, Celtics fans are Celtic, Boston fans are Boston fans, right? Like there's probably no more <laughs> insular fan base than that one except for probably Philadelphia, which yeah, is I'd say. Like, like, <laughs> like we, you don't like us. We don't care. And it is, <laughs> it is what it is, but it is also our identity. And um, so in along those lines, one of the things that we're thinking about doing is we are starting to work with and reach out to a lot of people outside of the top shot community who are very involved with the Sixers. And um, we've reached out to a, a, like currently working, somebody's designing our logo and our merch is a, prominent graphic designer who posts and makes a lot of Sixers content. So, you know, she's got 5,000, 10,000 followers of her own that are all Sixers fans, including a lot of the Sixers players and a lot of Sixers players wear her merch and the, th the stuff that she does. So we're already thinking outside of, okay, great. Like let's, let's figure out, let's get other, other people outside of Top Shot. And she was interested. I was like, listen, can we also give you an S2 set so you can get involved and having this be the sure once it starts to, to grow more like we can cross brand this um, but to your point with the cards and all that I would love the idea of walking in and having a trust the moment shirt with a Sixers logo on the side or a trust the moment on the side of my hat here so the idea of yes I am a Sixers fan but I am part of this sub community and not everybody can be part of this sub community. There's an exclusivity around it that you need to have X, Y, and Z done to be able to join. And the first thing we're doing is, is merch. And I, I think that's, I know we've all talked about it. Merch is 
it's it's great. It's t-shirts. We're not going to make people pay for them. Thank you, Top Shot. I think that's you know I know it's a running joke with NFTs. Is like here's merch. Now we need three hundred more dollars, and that's you know that's not really what we're we're trying to do. But we're trying to create this idea that we are part of something that is part of the Sixers, but different than the Sixers, if that makes sense. So we are all Sixers fans, but we are part of this Sixers fan group. Um, and I think it was really interesting. We, you know, we obviously had the, the process, trust the moment. Um, and there was a lot of fans who were either pro-process or anti-process. And I think that was really a lot of the, the way that I think about how you can be subgroups of fans where it's like, no, this stinks. I can't believe we're tanking. And then there's other ones who are like, quite literally trust the process, right? We're, we're doing this to, to gain them back. And it was, we're all Sixers fans, but we were in two camps. And I think about it, it's similar in that way of, yeah, cool. Like this is who we are. This is what we're about. And, you know, we can, as a collective say, we, this is the things we want to do. This is how we want to interact. And the big one for us, and I know I'll, I'll let Eric do this, touch on the, in the IRL events. That's the number one thing people want. We're planning a watch party on Friday, June 10th uh, around the finals game. And it's going to be the first time that we're all getting together. And it doesn't have to be anything crazy. And I know Minchu's, you know, put, threw on an awesome party, right? That I don't want to give credit where credit was, is due there. Um, or, or was it Pack Rip Mahomes? It was, I think it was Pack Rip and Minchu's together. Yeah. All right. Well, both of them, I'll give both of them credit, but they, they know, they know who it was. Um, <laughs> people don't need something that people just want to be together. They just want to have something on the books that says, I know when I show up, we're going to talk Top Shot, we're going to talk Sixers, we're going to do it for three hours, and then we're going to go home. And then if I see these people again, when I see these people again, it's now just furthering that bond. Anything in real life, it's the same way with, you know, if you're working in, vir in virtual meetings, right? It's like one thing if, you know, I'm sitting here with you and Eric, but then it's going to be another thing when I meet you guys in person at the Top Shot convention. Our relationship immediately is going to go another step further. So it's just this idea of saying, yeah, we've got a place that we can go. We've got people I can go to Sixers games with and somebody that I can share this hobby with and this passion with. Um, and I think that's really what we're centering around. So that merchandise to create exclusivity and a lot of these in real life events, whether that's just at bars, watch parties, you know, talking about different things, even going to setting up and going to Phillies games over the summer because there's no, no basketball, but just things that we can get together and, and talk about the, the commonalities that we have, which again, are, are top shot and, and Sixers basketball. That makes sense. Eric, do you want to talk about any of the IRL events that you have planned? Yeah, I do. Uh, and Matt, that's some awesome stuff you're planning. So um, to jump off about what he's saying, and I think the, the overall theme for, for our community is going to be not focusing so much on the day-to-day. -day. I'm going to check my account. I'm going to see my moments. I'm going to see if it's up or down, which we've all been living through for the last X amount of months. And I think it's going to be a lot more of the in real life events where we're not going to be doing that. We're going to be like meeting people. We're going to be talking top shot or what we, you know, really enjoy within the platform. I do stuff that's so different than, you know, a hundred different other collectors do. And that's what makes the platform so exciting. And I learn a lot from just talking to you guys and every, everybody else about what angle they enjoy, but the, in real life events, we're going to focus on is things like uh, the NBA draft experience, uh, which is, you know, in our backyard here in Brooklyn and doing a tie in to, you know, have a, a giveaway where people can 
go to the event, uh, experience the draft, which is a, you know, once in a lifetime thing. I've never even gone myself and it's always here in Brooklyn. So that's really cool. And then, you know, we may have, you know, an event at a sports bar, you know, in Brooklyn where other people who, you know, won't necessarily win the top prize, but we might do, you know, a watch party or, you know, something going on uh, around that too. Um, the other thing I was talking about before where we're going to do an event down in Atlanta um, and have that focus around the WNBA. So the great thing about the summer is the W is going on. So um, the dream is playing the Suns on July 16th uh, or 15th. Uh, and we were going to tie that into a whole weekend long of events. So we were going to do that. And then we're going to tie it around. I was mentioning before, um, there's going to be a uh, local community event at State Farm Arena where they're doing like a million meals for the homeless. Um, and we want to get people involved in signing up for that and going to that during the day. And then at night, we were going to do another sports bar event and possibly give out, you know, signed memorabilia and, and jerseys. And maybe, you know, the great thing also is that we have the ability, it's not guaranteed always, but we have the ability to reach out to the NBA teams um, and see if we can get, you know, current players to come or, you know, past uh, players. So that is going to be a great thing for us to tap into um, and have them, you know, come to these events. But we really want to have it be, you know, like Matt said, also the, the merchandise is going to be big for us too. So we're going to make t-shirts. We're giving them away. No one has to pay for anything. And I think that's what the switch we're trying to flip is these extra utility things. We're not asking people to pay for Like we know they've all invested a lot of time and money, of course. Um, and we want to give back to that community who's been you know, passionate, just like us. And we want them to be rewarded. So, you know, my focus is not to just give it away to five or 10 people and just have it be such a small pool. You know, we're going to have enough firepower to, you know, you know, really uh, affect and give back to hundreds and hundreds of people, which is going to be really cool. See, yeah, that's to me that that's like there's so much potential because as far as I understand, you guys, I know it's a pilot program and I think it was $10,000 of of um funding basically that you're that you are given every month or you can spend and then get refunded every month so there's so much you can do so like how do you even decide like is it is it i'm gonna try to spend as much as i can out of that ten thousand and do as much as i can or is there some other kind of strategy like how do you even start to plan when there's that much money that you could potentially play with like how do you how do you decide Matt, you want to take that? Uh, yeah, I think a lot of us, first off, a lot of us spend, I think, sent out forms to community members just to see what do you want. But um, I think Top Shot's done a really good job. We, uh, Jacob and Luke have just laid out the expectations here. You, you did touch on it. It is a pilot period. We've got three months. They gave us a, a budget for the next three months. And they're basically saying, let's see what works here, because they have said we do want to do this longer term. But they just handed out a million dollars to all of us. And I think that's something that, you know, we should be giving Top Shot a lot of credit for. And I, I feel like it's, you know, I know we all kind of crap on it, but they just are handing a lot of us these checks of saying, go do a lot. And after this three months, we're going to see what works. But the expectation here is 
how do we bring on more people? How do we get more people involved? And when you frame that, it says, okay, here's how do we now use this budget to go out and get more people to want to be part of these communities? So, um, you know, we, we sent out a Google form that just said, what are you looking for? What do you want out of this? And we had a lot of responses. I know, you know, we saw it within the team discords, like a lot of responses came in. I think the, the themes were generally the same in real life events, whether that's meetups, whether that's game tickets, whether that's, you know, different things, meeting different players or going to the draft, the things that bring you closer to the NBA, we want merch and we want giveaways. And I think those are all where we're kind of shaping this around at the moment. Um, but you're right, like we do have to figure out how we are prioritizing. And I, I think for a lot of us, those getting everybody into one place and meeting everybody, I really do feel will change the experience for the today. And you talked, you, you actually said something earlier that I thought was, was interesting, or one of you guys did, but, oh, Eric, you did. This is the initial, right? The people who are part of these communities today, we're all part of this pilot period because again, the goal is to bring on new people. So the benefit is really for anybody who starts. We're all sort of, we're, my captain and I, one of the, one of the team names that we really, my, cap, my co-captain and I wanted was Founding Shotters, playoff like the 1776 and everything like that. And it, it ultimately didn't get voted, but we're saying like, we should just refer to each individual person who starts with us as the founding shotters, because it is this next three months is really like everybody's on board with us. This is all something we're all going to go through together and we're all going to figure out, but um, yeah, it's got a budget. You got to be responsible. Top shot is, is there, you know, we're, we're going through a um, expense platform. So we do have to show everything that we're spending and getting reimbursed for, um, but you got a budget and, yeah, I think I was a little blown away, Eric. I don't know about you, but they were like, <laughs> yeah, the um, they were saying about the St. Louis guys and how they got the NBA players, and they said the cost of them, and I was like, yeah, so maybe maybe we'll do we'll get some yeah. NBA players the next time around because <laughs> uh, I don't want to eat up all my budget just to have uh, like Shake Milton show up to our to our event. So, right. You know, ten thousand in on one hand is like, yeah, that's a lot of money, and then on the other hand, it's like. Oh wow, that can go really fast, really go fast. quickly if you're not if you're not careful and you're not planning. So yeah, um, I think that's just the planning and aspect the planning aspect of like let's budget this out. Yeah, that's yeah. news to me that that Ben Ben McLemore charges like six thousand dollars to come drink a couple of beers. But um, <laughs> but uh, I, I wanted to actually ask you something there, which was um, and by the way, I don't know that Ben McLemore charged six thousand dollars to drink beer. It was. But. It sounds like it was more, but yeah. <laughs> it was more? Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, <laughs> right. Well, that's interesting information. Uh, but I did want to ask you about, um, like, when obviously Dapper and, and Jacob and Luke and whomever else, they, ha they have, like, a, a close connection with the team captains, and they are they – are, trying to see certain metrics. And it sounded like what you just said, Matt, is that the idea here is to get, is it to get new people onto the platform? Is it to get more people into the team set to become team set holders? I imagine it's probably the new people onto the platform. Am I right? It's less about specific metrics and more about showing progress within the first three months. So Jacob said this best in one of our captain meetings, which was be realistic. We're not going to continue to give you 10, 15, $20,000 a month for 20 of you guys to just 
go drink beers together every week and to go to games. Right. And I thought that was the best way to encapsulate that. And if we're going to be realistic about this, there could be a world where if the Sixers only stay at 50 active members and the Hawks grow to 300 members and the Hawks are spending more money and the Sixers fans are just kind of sitting around, why should we get the same amount of funding? And I just think we have to be really realistic post three months, because again, they, while this is a three month, pilot they have said they are very much committed to it but they need to see what the results are and i think when we say a pilot period it's it's less about hey i need you to hit 100 percent growth i need you to onboard 25 percent new customers i need you to increase spend. It's not like we're getting those types of metrics but it can't be you know matt and his sixers the 25 sixers fans are just buying tickets going to phillies games you know, drinking beer and then three months being like, Hey, can I have 10,000 more dollars? So, you know, they're right. And they're saying after, Mm -hmm. after the three months, it's, we'll see what comes from all of it. But I think if we are going to be realistic, if, you know, if, if Eric's able to onboard 300 people who then spend $25,000 on the platform, the lifetime value of each of those people for a top shot is significant. You know, like I won't talk about how much we've each spent. I know Eric just bought into to nine lives lounge. So I can only assume, um, I can also go check, but, um, <laughs> we have to be like realistic here, right? Like again, top shot gave us all a million dollars and there needs to be some form of results here. And I, and I would say, and this is nothing that they told us, but again, if the Hawks fan group were to bring on 300, 500, a thousand people, and the sixes were only bring on 50, I would expect the Hawks to get more money than the sixers would at the end of all of this, because it's, better organized. It's actually bringing on new people and it's serving a benefit for, um, for top shot. And I think what we're really trying to do is create these win, win, win scenarios where it's a win for the community, where we get the money to do all these cool things. It's a win for the individual collectors because you get to add people to your community. You get to unlock these exclusive benefits and it's just overall driving value, more value from the top shot platform outside of your daily value of the account. And then it's a win for Top Shot because all of a sudden now we're reaching out past just these NFT collectors and saying, I am looking to get diehard sports fans who maybe don't want to end up spending $15,000, $20,000 on the platform, but more willing to spend $250 to be more involved with the Sixers because there's now a community around it. So, you know, our focus here is less about, for, for the Sixers, I would say, is less about finding the people who are going to be spending $20,000, $50,000 on the platform, but trying to get as many Sixers fans on the platform as possible, giving them a clear step of, yeah, like you sign up, you collect these Sixers moments and you unlock this value. So the Sixers team set worth $210, say, what do I get for $210? We want to line up and say, you get merch, you get community, you get access to the ability to win tickets, you're going to get um, I, you're going to get these meetups where we're going to watch games together. Um, and it could be any, it could be a whole list of things. And that's a big shift. Now, when somebody comes onto the platform and says, I'm spending $200 for, for video clips that can go up and down, and I can just get on YouTube. And it's like, no, let's turn that into an access pass, right. And I think that's we're on both ends of the spectrum here. And I, I know we talked about this. TSS has really made it so that money spent and it turns these high end moments more into collectibles. But now we've got 98% of these moments on the platform that I don't want to say are not valuable, just based on the price, they're not as valuable. 
but could they serve a purpose? And I think that purpose, again, is I'm going to collect the Sixers S1 or S2 or S3 and get access to these really awesome things that I just did not have before. So to bring that all around, we don't have descriptive metrics for this this first three months. The goal, obviously, is let's try to get more people on board. Let's try to build up the community. Let's retain the, the people that we already have. I think that's, you know, that's also a big issue that we get kind of caught up on. Everyone's like, where's the user growth? Where's the user growth? And it's like, well, why don't we also keep the people that we have here? Because, you know, I've, there's a lot, a lot of Sixers fans who have come and gone that you kind of miss. And you're like, wow, that, that, that person really liked basketball. Uh, and they were good to have in the discord and they're just a good person to have around. So how can we retain the customers that we have or the, the, the fans that we have, how can we bring new fans on board and just kind of grow from there. And after three months, I think we'll in all likelihood, my assumption would be is that we would have more direct metrics that are tied to it. But again, just want to be realistic about the idea of like, you know, if, if Atlanta grows by a significant amount and the Sixers don't, I would imagine that Atlanta would have more of a budget after the fact um, than we would just because it makes more business sense that way. No, I like it. It's interesting. And and I think also you make a good point too about like you want to retain your existing customers as well. Um, that's super important. But also uh, what I'm envisioning here is this is almost like 30 different little marketing departments localized by city, which is also an interesting idea as well. And I wonder if that affects your approach, both of your approaches in terms of what kind of events you put on because a big, a big um, motivating factor, it sounds like, is how do we introduce this to a lot of new people? Because yes, you want you want to keep your existing people um, engaged and all that, and it, it hurts to see people come and go. Um, but the other thing too is like, if I'm putting on events, if I'm like, who do I need to talk to? What what other online communities that might not know anything about Top Shot? Like, what do I do to make sure that I'm also like hitting the that that potential all the time to bring in new people. Yeah, Can I just, so, Eric, real quick, I just want to quick, without hitting other online communities, just our friends. We're like this, this event in two weeks that we're doing, it's, if you're in this discord, we're going to give you plus four, just bring your friends who love basketball. That that's all like, we just surround ourselves with people. We're first and foremost, it's less about trying to find randoms and more about, I know we see this a lot across Twitter. It's, would you recommend Top Shot to your friends? And a lot mm -hmm. of people say, no, I, I wouldn't at the moment. And we want to, that's the first barrier I think we need to break down is I'm going to bring five of my friends who I talk basketball with, but don't really talk Top Shot with. And how can we bring them in board? And I think that's the first one to go. And to your point, this is like a guerrilla marketing tactic, right? We're 30 people out in market. You're having people sit up there and say, go and organize. So Sorry, Eric, but that's I, I think <laughs> friends. Friends to me are the first barrier to just saying, invite your friends. They can like it or not. And at the end of the day, let's just get more basketball fans aware of what we're of just what this is. Absolutely, I think it's a delicate balance with the budget, like you were talking about before. But you know, I'm going to go heavily into real life events and spend <clears throat> money there and i'll probably have one event a month um but the cool thing is and i've already you know talked to so many other team captains is you know because where i live you know i can you know jointly do an event let's say with the the nets and the knicks um and we might so if we're going to get a bar in brooklyn around the nba draft 
then we can, you know, pool our resources, right? And we can have a much bigger group and a bigger event and get, you know, a bigger, <clears throat> you know, uh, result from that excitement. And I think it ties back into like the merchandise, which I think is going to be pretty powerful because, you know, I'm an Atlanta Hawks, Trey Young fan. So I'll wear his jersey or his t-shirt, you know, walking around the city or, you know, to work or with my friends. But you do that with Top Shot or you do that with, you know, the Mohawks Atlanta community. And then people are like, oh, what's that? And then it just like starts to click even more. So I just think it's going to be way more powerful. And what you do, Tandy, is awesome when it comes to content. And I think that's where there's so much upside with Top Shot and those team captains is not just to have these awesome events, but, you know, we're going to have, you know, people videoing it. We're going to have, you know, people then posting it on Twitter and other places. And then it's going to start to hopefully go viral and everyone else is going to see and go, wow, they had this cool event, just like the guys in St. Louis did. I want to do something like that, but I want to go bigger. You know, I want to do something really cool. And now we have that ability. And I think that's the one thing that we're all excited about um, unlocking because it hasn't been done yet, but we know that there's huge potential. Yeah, and, and something that I really liked as well, um, Matt, that you were kind of alluding to was this idea that if you bring someone into Top Shot right now, um, like, yeah, if, if you purely are just looking at what's going on in the marketplace, it, it is hard from a like investment perspective to be like, yeah, friend, come on in, like dump as much money as you want into this thing. However, if if it's more about this idea of like what you guys are running, where it's like, yeah, you, you spend like. 200 bucks and then you get to be in part of this club that's going to have an event every month there's going to be giveaways there's going to be sometimes players going to show up to the bar with you and like you know just spend what you can afford but realize that a big benefit is this group that to me is like a, um it's kind of like a game changer it, for someone who looks at top shot less like a marketplace as i would say many people are currently using top shot and this is more of like a segmented marketing approach and club that people can sort of buy into via top shot. And that was something that I actually talked about once too, which was if the normies treat top shot more like buying um, like a membership or buying like a ticket into something, then it'll make a lot more sense than the normies who are like NFTs are a scam. I don't want any part of that. So that's what I think what you guys are doing that is so interesting that has so much potential. Um, so anyway, I just want to mention that. Yeah. It goes back top, to, I was going to say top shot was the gateway to NFTs for a lot of people. And 100%. if we can bring on a hundred people and 5% of them, 10% of them end up wanting to spend more. If that means their floor of being involved in top shot is just having $200 and having a very specific goal and reason there, that's a positive. And then if we could say, they say, oh, wow, like, this is awesome. I want to actually go and collect more and more and more. And they'll be like us where we look up and like, whoa, okay. I've been here for a year. This collection's left. I've got over a thousand moments now. How did this happen? I remember when I only had 30 and I was like trying to figure out how I was going to make it. And I, I just think that that's a, a really, it's a powerful way to get more people on board. And this really ties into the buyback program that we introduced. So we're going to buy back 500 S1 or S2 40K moments from Sixers fans. Um, the goal there is 
seven, seven of the 40. And then when we do send out these referral links, anybody who signs up through the trust the moment referral link will be gifted with those seven moments, which means you have a good starting place. If you're just coming onto the platform and saying, you've got these seven moments, you now need to collect a Shake Milton, an Isaiah Joe, and a Tyrese Maxi, and you will then be have access to this. So it gives somebody a good starting point, a good direction with when today it's kind of like, collect what you love, and you can do this, and maybe you can go do that, and you know, spend a lot of money to get into these pack drops. And it's like, no, let's set something attainable, $150 to get all of this access, and then you make a decision about where do I go from here? Is this something I understand? Do I get it? Because that's just so complicated. Like, let's, I mean, let's, let's face it. And it takes a little bit of time. So if you have a very clear first step of, I already have these seven moments. I know that I need to collect these three more to unlock this access that allows for me to get these benefits. Okay, relax, sit, cool. I get that. And then start to take in all the other top shot stuff that is going on. And again, if you can get a hundred people in the door and 10% of them then say, yeah, like I want to go and get involved and start to buy the moments from all the other teams so I can do moment ranks play or, you know, when the crafting or the team leaderboards start to come up, they're like, oh, cool. Like I, I do want to be more involved in Sixers. I don't want that to just be my floor is just having that S2 set. Um, I just think it's a really good way to onboard people with community um, because again, it, it is complicated to start. And a lot of people who are at this point are the normies don't understand it completely. And I think it's just a very clear and direct way to bring people on on board to say, cool, yeah, like here's a hundred new people. Yeah, totally agreed. And I, I wanna get back to that buyback thing in a minute, but Eric, you wanted to yeah. say something? I was just gonna say that um, the biggest thing we've all been waiting for, obviously, since we all joined Top Shot. And, you know, for me, I do, you know, other NFTs a little bit and, you know, we've all been promised like, oh, the utility is the real cool side of it. And, you know, it really hasn't come to fruition, but I think the game changer is going to be where, you know, I show my friend that, you know, because I have the complete, you know, team set of the Hawks S2, um, I'm going to be able to go to this event just by showing my phone and holding your phone up, you know, is going to be that flex that everybody wants to do that they're home waiting for. And there really hasn't been a way to unlock that. And I think that's going to be the cool thing that we're going to be able to allow these community members to do and then get the referrals of their friends to come to a bar and, you know, meet the, you know, NBA players or go to a draft experience is it's finally like going to happen. Like it's, it's, it's here and we're going to be doing it. And it's, that's what's, what's super exciting because everybody lives on their phone. Right. But nobody lives you know, because of COVID, we've all been locked up for three years and we're all, you know, dying to get out and meet each other. But that's going to, you know, happen this summer with this awesome program is you're going to be able to um, equate, okay, if I complete this set, I legitimately will be going to this event and then legitimately have a chance to go to the, you know, uh, whatever experience that we're going to be giving away. But Eric, real quick, um, how does that work if, if there's, you know, 100 more 200 300 people in the discord who have completed the set and you have a certain amount of tickets and this is actually a question i wanted to ask you um 
because we saw that this was happening just now where where teams in the conference finals could give away five tickets to their to their people how do you guys decide who gets those tickets what do you think is the most fair above board way or just how do you guys plan on doing something like that or have you already talked about it or thought about it for these other events like the draft event or things like that like how are you going how do you with great with great power comes great responsibility how do you decide what do you Go ahead, Eric. Yeah, no, I, that's something that obviously we we have been talking about with uh, the community and and the Top Shot guys, and you know we're going to be you know fair and and unbiased, of course. Um, it just depends on you know what we offer for you know a winner or how people are going to be you know entered based on the promotion. You know, I you know we did the Twitter pack giveaways um, last week um, with Top Shot. Um, you know, and there's, you know, certain programs that you can run to do randomizer, you know, you know, pickers and things like that, like you do Tandy on the, uh, on your stream. So, um, you know, I don't think anything is set in stone yet and there's tools out there that, you know, we're all going to use, um, you know, to make sure that it's fair and, um, and unbiased. Matt. I would agree with one. It depends. And luckily neither of us were in a position where we, had to do the conference finals. I don't know if that's going to continue on in, in the finals. I think that was probably more of a, hey, let's get the captain's program a little bit of attention. The same way, you know, giving the captains the ability to give packs was more of a ability for us to build our, our audience up on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say it depends. Like if, say we buy season tickets and the way that we're thinking about buying season tickets is if we can buy a two or a four or a six, depending on how much money we have, I would say it it would be great to put up a priority list and say, what games can you go to? You guys can trade amongst yourselves. Um, And it will have to be based off of either a randomizer or it will have to be based off of a ranking of which sets you own, right? So if you have a full set, shouldn't you have more of an opportunity to get it than somebody who just has an S3 set? You still have to create that hierarchy of ownership within these different groups that you have. So um, I think obviously the one side is giving away those tickets, which now all of a sudden we have a whole summer to figure out how we want to do that um, with what next season brings. So um, we'll figure it out. I think there's also a lot of people are talking about having season tickets, which I think is really cool. Um, One of the ideas that I love that is being tossed around, I know I've I've kind of mentioned it briefly here is like, if we did have four season tickets, I would love if Eric messaged me and said, hey, we've got a couple guys who are interested in coming to the Hawks game in Philadelphia. Can we trade you four tickets for this game for when the, the Sixers are in Atlanta? And then all of a sudden say, who wants to go to Atlanta for, for these? we got two, two sets of tickets going. And I just think that would be really cool. And Yeah, it, I, love, I love that idea. Team. And then something like that, it would, just be, it would just be really interesting to say, great. And then when we're down there, Atlanta guys are going to take care of you. You guys will go to a bar, meet up. And then all of a sudden we've got people all over the place. And flip side is, Hey, we've got a couple Sixers fans have a couple guys in San Francisco. Hey, like instead of us buying tickets, it's can we trade you guys for the Warriors tickets that week so we can give to the the guys that are out out in in SF. So um, lots of potential, lots of it really, and sorry to give a wishy-wash. It depends I'm not looking, obviously don't have to because we're out and you guys don't have to remind me. Um, <laughs> but we don't have to think about that quite yet. I think that's going to be more of how do we want to set this up for next season. Yeah. 
and you got to think about whether you're going to give James Harden a contract. I mean, you guys are in a rough spot. But, um, <sighs> <laughs> but, <That's Danny>. <laughs> <laughs> but, an, but an, another question, I, well, that's something I was thinking about too is like, I think that team captains probably deserve to go to like at least a game. You know, like I think it would be kind of foul if a team captain just gave away tickets and like never went to one. Have you guys thought about that? Or has there been any discussion about something like that, that the captains kind of for putting in all this time and effort should kind of be give, be allowed to go to at least a game without a randomizer? There has not been direct conversation, but, you know, Jacob has made it really clear that they are going to, I don't want to say take care of us, but they are putting a lot of effort into this. And okay. um, so, you know, again, I think it's about to be the off season. We've basically got two teams playing at, at this point. So, um, Hey, it's not over yet. No, nah, <laughs> it, feel, it feels like it was over after, after last the, night. So he are a very good team with an excellent coach. Don't jinx. There me. you go. Oh, class. Yeah. Classic. <laughs> I would drink. So drinks away. I, uh, <laughs> anything, anything but Boston, um, you know, at this, at this point, again, I think everything is really, planning forward and saying what is going to be so um it is it is what it is at that point i do think that the resources and time that top shot has been putting into this and will be putting into this moving forward i would say that's almost inevitable um i think the flip side of that and one of the conversations we had yesterday was what if we do enter other contests and win, right? Like we've got iRacer as one of the captains. We all know what that, and we were all joking about this <laughs> yesterday, but like, what if iRacer were to win something again? And it's just like, well, now he's a captain and now it's this. And it's like, okay, but now it's all of us. And now we're all involved. And if that means that we're getting, you know, not to say preferential treatment, but you know, it, I think there is a fine balance that needs to be worked out. And I think let's reward the community first. And I do think that our opportunities will, will come down the line. Yeah. Yeah. I think rewarding the your, your, your Twitter mute button ready for when that happens, but go ahead, Eric. <laughs> no, I was going to say, yeah, I agree with Matt and rewarding the community is going to be the top priority. I think it's going to be important for us team captains for the in real life events to attend um, so that we can document it. You know, we want to, video as much as we can and interact with those guys um, for, you know, some of these events. Um, and a lot of these, you know, people aren't as fortunate as us that, uh, you know, I live close to, you know, two teams here and a lot of people don't live anywhere near an NBA arena like you. Right. And, uh, you know, we, we want to reward those people to, you know, have them come out and, and go to an, an NBA experience um, where they would typically never do, you know, uh, ever, if not like, you know, once in a while. Um, and that's, that's going to be really fun because, you know, the community I talk to, there's people in Australia that are huge Hawks fans, which is so cool. And it's just, it's awesome to see how, how global it is. And you know, this will give the opportunity for a lot of people to do things that they normally couldn't do, you know, leaving their house and being, being at an arena in 10 minutes. But, but how would that actually work? That's a good question. How, how will you – what kind of thoughts have you guys had for, like, the people who are in your discords who live nowhere near a stadium? Like, have, has, have there been any ideas about how you would benefit those kind of people? I mean, one thing you could do – I mean, you know, the, the budget we're given, you know, we could spend however we want. So, you know, I'm just spitballing, but we could, you know, fly somebody out 
from Australia or from Europe. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it just comes wow. down to cost. It comes down to cost. <laughs> Not you, Tandy. <laughs> Go Sixers and Hawks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, obviously that could be cost prohibitive in, in some cases, but in other cases, how cool would it be if you, you know, had some winner come from, you know, uh, Europe or somewhere, and then you actually like document that person's entire experience from him or her packing up and coming and meeting, uh, you know, uh, having the experience. That's, I think, the coolest part. And I think when I talk to my friends or the person, my buddy who I do this with a lot, you don't get to see the behind the scenes of what's going on, right? You don't get to see like the preparation and I'm going to an event. It's like, here's a picture on Twitter of me and my girlfriend standing at the Mavericks game. Thanks, Top Shot. And I always <laughs> think that there's so much more potential behind that that would get people way more excited than that one snapshot of one picture that I think is untapped and exciting to do. Yeah, I think you're right. So Dapper Labs, if you're listening, it's uh, Lisbon to uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look look up those flights. Um, I think you're right. I, I think it all comes down to like where where do you get the bang for your buck and and sort of what makes sense from a budgeting perspective. But Matt, I wanted to get back real quick to what you were talking about with the with the the buyback of the S twos. Can you just tell me a little bit more about what how that works and you know, how many people are in your Discord with with how many S2s? Like, how many S2s you're going to buy back? Overall, it's a buyback and onboard plan. So mm -hmm. the idea here longer term, and you kind of took a, a bit of a hit the other day with the referral program announcement. Um, I was operating under, I thought the referral dollars would be a little higher. And I think where the difference was, I was surprised that it was just one purchase. So essentially it went from, you can buy a $2 moment to get $15, where you see a lot of referral programs today, whether that's on DraftKings, whether that's on you know, your grocery store, whatever it is, it's how do you incentivize more of a spend? And I thought they would put a higher number first because you can always go down, right? Like, like get an Amex, to... 100,000 points, yeah. like. Right. You should incentivize a spend, and, and so I, I was. I thought that they came in. I was surprised that they started at the basement on that. So I was kind of operating under this, and just go with me on this, operating that it would have been a fifty dollars to the team. So we allocated twenty five hundred dollars for this. Again, we're looking at this as a phase one trial period. Allocated twenty five hundred dollars to buying back moments within this budget. So that's going to be five hundred moments across across um, seven players. So 71 players. The idea here was the first 71 people who then got the referrals back would get that set of 71 or seven players. So you start with seven guys. Um, how we're going to do that is quite literally um, X amount of people. We're going to see how many people are interested and then we're going to allocate it from there. So the goal is if we can give you 10 or five, um, depending on how which sets you own, um, we're going to give the first ones to the full set owners, and we're going to see how many people are interested in that. Then the S2 owners, and it's only going to be for Sixers favorite it. So right now we've got about 1,100 Sixers favorite it, but I would say probably only about 
110 of them are actually active, just given based off the numbers that we've seen from our responses that we've been getting to date. Um, so, you know, we'll, we're going to break it up from there. And then you're just going to input, I, I've got three Matisse, I've got two Tobias Harris, I've got two Danny Greens, I've listed them for $5 on the market, and we're going to buy them back. Um, why I brought up the referral dollars was seven moments times five, um, $35. The idea there was then if we would get a $50 referral bonus, that would be a plus 15 than on referrals for the trust of the moment. So, you know, we spend $2,500 to get $3,550 back. That means then we're starting to now generate more revenue month over month, which then starts to allow for us to say, great, we can continue this type of program because it is cash flow positive for us. We're using that additional cash flow to buy an extra set of season tickets or buy a whole group of tickets and do all like all the different things because. Uh, again, we're trying to figure out different ways that we can make this money work for us in a, in a replicable way. Um, and I know I already touched on this, but that, in fact, would create a win-win-win situation again for the community, bringing in more dollars for the members of we're giving you an off-ramp to TSS if that is the case. Um, you know, Obviously, we'll see what, what happens with trade tickets. It does sound like there's a lot more coming with trade tickets. And it does sound like there's a lot more coming with the holding or I forget what they, the freezing of team moments, right? And and with crafting. So we'll obviously see what happens with that. It, do, it does feel like there will be some type of off-ramp provided by, um, by Topshop. But there's now also an off-ramp where you can get Dapper back into your wallet. So win there. And then again, the win for Topshop that we've already talked about, which is, hey, join Topshop, start with these, six, these uh, seven Sixers moments. And it's more of an incentive now that you say, Great. Now collect the next couple of of these moments. So, um, you know that was that was kind of the plan. I think now we've got to kind of reconfigure what that looks like, um, just based off of now a fifteen dollar referral. Because again, I, I think I was a little surprised by the lack of floor that they put on the spend limit. Because in my opinion, that doesn't incentivize a lot of spending behavior. I think that's more of a let's get somebody in the door type of thing. And I feel like we're going to see a lot of girlfriends and dogs and moms and dads now who all of a sudden have top shot accounts um mm -hmm. but don't get very active and i think that's what happens when you introduce a such a, a soft intro or soft requirement to getting that money so sure sure um and i was gonna ask you this idea for example where you've obviously put quite a bit of thought into this um are you sharing that in a discord with other team captains? Are you guys like sharing tricks of the trade ideas and our other discord saying, Oh, that's good. I'm going to take that. Yeah. So we're, I've posted all of that in um, the captain's discord. Um, some people like it. Some people don't like it. Some people also just make assumptions about what it is. I've seen, um, I've seen some discords and some captains be like, well, they're trying to raise the floor. And it's like, not, buying 40k like 540k is if you think we think we're raising the floor then like you know just you think we don't know basic math but um yeah it's you know some people like it and some people are like oh like that's great i think it's more people at this point are looking to claw back some value from their s2 moments in the form of dapper and i think that's now, we don't have to get into the economics of it but when new no new money comes in everybody's stretched thin and it would be nice to just have an extra 25 or $50 of dapper for these things that are now 
selling for $2 and essentially are just relegated to trade tickets that are unsellable. So, you know, it's not going to be a huge windfall. It's going to, we're going to see how much interest it is. It's not something, you know, we've made it really clear that it's not something we're committed to longer term. Um, but if it does work and it does fit into a longer term plan of incentivizing people to A, sign up and B, get active, then I think those are clear metrics for us to be able to say, yeah, this, this works. This is something we're willing to invest this budget in because we know that the more people that join and the more people that join, the better it is for all of us. So um, yeah, we'll, we'll see. It's not like we're just flushing that money away. I think it's a good way of saying we're keeping this money in the ecosystem. We're keeping those moments to bring on new people and hoping that they then in turn spend more money. And then, you know, $15 is still, it may not be 50, but it just means now it's a negative $20 transactions opposed to a plus $15 transaction for us. But at least then at that point, we'll still gain back some of what we had spent there. So it's not just like a, a complete sunk cost. Yeah. Well, the, the thing that I really like about that, though, is the fact that you're creating like a package for a new user. Like, here you go. Here's Correct. here's seven moments to get started. Um, Eric, did you have anything to add? Or, or I actually have like a, a second question, but do you have anything? No, nope, okay. go ahead. So my, my other question for you guys was... Um, so the team leaderboards, that has obviously changed quite a bit. I don't think it, it doesn't actually affect what you guys are doing that much though, right? Because you guys are getting your funding in from Dapper and you guys can do as you will and create your own kind of situation. Um, but it, I wanted to get your take on that though. Like your take on how the system has now changed and now like basically people who had the advantage of being in early are now at the top of like almost every team leaderboard, does that affect what you guys are doing at all? Uh, for me, I don't think it does necessarily. I mean, I know everybody's kind of obsessed right now with uh, the new top shot score. You know, I went from, I think 11,000 to 163,000. So I'm happy. I don't even, you know, I don't know what exactly that means besides I, just, I made the priority queue for the, the magic drop. So I'm happy about that, but um, that's also because of the early adopter, you know, bonus that I got and, you know, a, a lot of other factors, but, you know, I put, you know, a lot of um, time and effort and money into the platform. Um, I think for me and my community, it's not going to be focused so much on the, on the leaderboards. I just, I feel like that's a whole nother sector of the platform and where a lot of, some people focus their attention. Me personally, I don't really check it at all that much. Um, so I could be doing great or I could be at the bottom, but I, I, I'm not one of those people who have to keep climbing every week and be, you know, higher and higher. I just think that to me can be too super competitive, um, and lose focus on how I'm going to spend, uh, my time and, and funds. So uh, it's, it's not much on my radar. Yeah. I don't know what Matt, do you feel the same way? So I'm the complete opposite. I love the leaderboard. I was between five and nine, it was what I focused on. I wanted to be in the top 10 of Sixers, um, you know, on one hand, because Roham said it was going to be important. So, you know, for one, anybody who says, oh, we knew Top Shot score was going to change. We also said that the leaderboard was going to be important. So for anybody who's saying the S2 stackers who are climbing the leaderboard, it, it's, it gave the middle class a seat at the table. And now what we have seen to your point is 
it's just the early adopters, it's just the big spenders. So what I think is gonna happen is you also have to factor in, and this is something we're focusing on, if you have the Sixers favorited. I think that's the other part of now the team. So there is a clear delineation now of, you can be on the top of that leaderboard, but if you're not a Sixers favorite, then you don't get the value from us. We're not top shot. We None of us work for top shot. We support the Sixers community. So sure, you can hold the S2 Sixers moments. You don't get access to most of what we're doing here because you're not a Sixers fan. I hold, I hold 15 other team sets. I don't expect that. I use those to get more value out of top shot for when I do have to lock my Spurs set or I have to lock my Hawks set. But I'm not going to go to Eric and be like, well, I don't get access to these tickets. Like that's, that's BS. And it's, it's like, well, I'm, I'm not a Hawks fan. I just did it because I thought, you know, Trey could have made another run in the playoffs and that there could be some value from that. So now when you own these other sets of other teams, those are used for the, the leaderboards. Those are used for the locking. Those are used for the benefits that Top Shot's going to provide you. And on our side, it's, we're going to provide value for the Sixers fans. We're going to provide value for the Hawks fans. So um, I do now look at those as two very, very separate entities. Um, and I think it's going to be interesting. I, I think the funniest, and sorry for not being able to give credit, was the tweet I saw that was like the Rob Lowe with the NFL on there. It was like all the 50 whales at the sitting at the top of the leaderboards. And it's like, you know, I, I do think we're going to get to a point where it's like we can't refer to team leaderboards as fandom because it's going to be the same 50 people who are just parked up atop every single one of them. And that's not fandom. Sorry. It's just not like can't go to the Sixers and say like, Hey, look at these top 50. There's one of them on here. That's actually a Sixers fan. And the rest of them all live elsewhere. They all have different teams labeled on there. That's, that's not what the, that's not what the Sixers want. The Sixers want what we have, which is 500 people who are going to show up the games who are going to maybe not spend as much, on Top Shop, but we'll pay money for merchandise, for Sixers jerseys, for food at the stadiums, and you know maybe we will get out hot dogs um, through our budget. But um, I would say those are now extremely separate. And I, I think anybody who looks at that and, and says, "Well, you know, Top Shop pays you guys to do, pay, gives you money to do this," and it's like leaderboards are now run by Top Shot. You get value through Top Shop moments, and that's where the value is there. This program is more for Sixers and Hawks fans and fans of that particular team. And I would say that we're going to have very little use on our end for that team leaderboard. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was well stated. And and I think also when we talk about fandom and the future of fandom, and that was always, that was always such like a pie in the sky term to me. I never knew what that actually meant, but I think that when we, think about these groups or these clubs um, and it doesn't really matter if you have the S one set or the S two set necessarily like, and your banner is of the Sixers that to me, that those are the people that are the fans. That's where you find the fandom. Correct. Um, so I sincerely hope that like, as you said, we're in a pilot phase, but this, these are the pockets of the actual fans. These, this is where to find the fandom and nowhere else really. Correct. Um, so yeah, I definitely I'm on the same page as you with that one. Um, well, I think I'd say we're like almost at about time here, but uh, I'm wondering if what what are some other things that you are let's say hoping for on the platform? It could be specific to what you're doing and with your as a team captain. Um, 
but like my my colleague um, Joe, aka that's my Tandy, or I think that's his handle on Twitter, or Tandy NFTs. He's got this idea about the commissioner of NBA Top Shot, like a, fa- a community commissioner, and he wanted me to ask something about like if you were sitting at the table with Rohan, let's say, like what is something? Because you guys are obviously incredibly involved at this point. Like, what is something that you guys are hoping for for the success and forward movement of this platform? Access. Uh, Access. And I just think it's let us get closer to the NBA. And and I think that's something that, you know, Jacob obviously has spent his entire career being very close to the NBA and has a ton of connections. And I know a lot of the other uh, other folks that they've hired also have worked, uh, whether they've worked as agents or with agents. And if we can bring fans and change the way let's change the way you interact with your fandom, right? I think we've, we've kind of gotten into this, this world of digital displacement where I could play 2K as the Sixers, and that's how I show it. I could gamble of sports. That's how I show my fandom. I could go to games. I, there's so many different ways of doing it, but how are we going to find our, our niche of this is how you are a fan? And I just think the way and when what excites me about this and why I love this opportunity of being a captain is it allows for us to have the resources to – get closer to the game and the teams and the players that we love in ways that we have not before. And I know that's, again, they're, they're, I, I, for what I would say is just more access to way to being close to the game that we just have not. And Top Shot has that, those connections. They obviously have a relationship with the NBA. We see it with those all access things, but how can you make those all access instead of just having it be 10 people, have it be now, 30 different teams have that on a more consistent basis. And that to me is really where the one thing I would come to the table and just say, like, just make that access more broad. And how can we scale that out? Yeah, Eric, 100% agree. And I think I'm a walking testament because uh, like Matt said before, I just um, became a, a cool cat set owner three days ago. So um, I'm a perfect example of, since the day they launched it a year ago, I, you know, was grinding and obsessed about joining that club. And luckily for me, it came way, way down from $30,000 to a couple thousand dollars to make it affordable. Um, but that um, future hope of unlocking some incredible access uh, is so super exciting to me. And the fact that like, you know, you can dream about like having a, a cool cats luxury box in every arena or, or something crazy, or you show your cool cats, you know, badge and you can walk into an NBA store and get, you know, a hundred dollars worth of merchandise for free or things like that, which I know are some way, shape or form are going to come. Um, that is going to be the next level. And I still have, you know, um, a tremendous amount of uh, excitement and hope about the top shop platform because if you look around nobody even though it's not coming yet nobody is doing anything close to what they built and i still think that they're so far ahead of everybody else this is so still futuristic to 99 percent of the world but the three of us get it and that's why we're still here is that it's still something that's in, in its infancy and i think we're all just so super excited and and anxious and never satisfied that we wanted it yesterday that we're, you know, we're, you know, anxiously waiting, but super excited. 
for sure. And, and yeah, I think there's so much potential here. Um, obviously the top shot is a, is a complicated beast. There's a lot of different things we can talk about. This right here is about like community and just empowering your, your most diehard community members. Obviously we're not talking about economics or broader mar marketplace issues today. This is more of a rosy, rosy stream. Um, but I think with that, uh, I'll let you guys go. We'll play, we'll play a couple, uh, at least one video, which I feel like we should have played at some point here. Because since you guys are such great representatives of your respective communities. We love the community. Yeah. I think I know that you guys love your community, so I had to play that one for you. Um, but I, I guess that's it. Unless you have any final words, like where where should people find your uh, if they want to learn more about the Hawks, uh, the Hawks community or the Sixers community, where should they go? So for the Hawks, you can go to uh, our Twitter is Mohawks Atlanta, M O H A W K S Hawks uh atlanta uh and then you know in the gated uh atlanta hawks discord channel is the other place that we spend all of our time so those two those two places but probably if someone's a, a casual they should probably start at mohawks atlanta exactly and the sixers at trust the moment and okay. on twitter and you know i think one of the things that you know i guess maybe we'll I don't know if I should say it, but one of the things that we did talk about is Topshop will be building us landing pages for each individual cool. team. Um, that way we have a, a better place to drive people, normies, new users. Um, so look out for that over the next few months. That's going to be something that you know we're just starting the infancy of where we're going to have the ability to put the content that we want on there. So um, that will also be a good spot. But for today, yeah, Twitter, Twitter handle at Trust the Moment and um, we're posting everything that we post on Discord. We'll also be posted there. Awesome. Well, I applaud you guys. I know it's no small task to organize and to plan and to manage massive groups of people. I mean, that's not an easy thing to do. So I applaud you guys for that. Um, and I think that's about it. So I, I thank you very much. And I definitely am curious to to stay in touch and see what you guys come up with. And maybe we'll have a... Um, another conversation in a few months and you can tell me all about how well things have gone or just what you've learned. That'll be exciting. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. I really appreciate it. All right. Well, for Matt, for Eric, this is Tandy time, a recorded show this, this time. And we will be airing this uh, when you're watching this, this will be our usual time on Sunday, but uh, for my guests, thank you. And until the next time. Static Selector.